Good Wednesday morning. We are moving on this morning in Colossians chapter 3. We're going to be picking up with verses 5 through 11. And in this passage, Paul kind of gives us an example of uh, things that our old nature used to desire, uh, things that come naturally to us in our uh, inherited sinful state. And uh, he's challenging us to say this morning, hey, since you now belong to Christ, you got to put these things uh, off. You've got to set these things aside. This no longer defines uh, who you are and how you should act and the way that you should approach life here. And so um, uh, he's creating this distinction between uh, who we are now and, and who we used to be. And uh, then as the passage continues throughout the week, we're going to see um, him unfold um, the types of uh, character qualities that should now define us as those who belong to Christ. And so um, I love what he's doing here. He's, he's making a distinction. He's saying if you're proclaiming Christ, if you're really walking with him, then there ought to be evidence in your life and your living uh, to quantify that you've embraced Jesus and that his spirit is alive and at work in you. Um, there ought to be some evidence of that, and, and we would call that spiritual fruit. And so uh, today we're going to be looking at uh, who Paul says we once were and, and the practices that we should set aside, and he's going to be setting us up to talk about those character qualities that we should embrace as those who follow Jesus. Let's pray as we begin today. Heavenly Father, we're at the midpoint of the week again. And uh, we are, many of us, looking ahead <laughs> uh, gratefully to the weekend. Uh, there's always a grace that comes um, when the weekend uh, arrives. Uh, we can uh, breathe a little easier, uh, allows us to give ourselves permission to rest and do a few of the things that we enjoy. Uh, but until we get there, Lord, I pray that you would sustain us. Uh, each day with your presence, your love, and your power. Speak through your word today, we pray in Jesus' name, uh, that we might grow to be more like you. Uh, and Father, we just give you thanks that you're patient with us and you are faithful to complete the work that you started. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 through 11. Paul writes, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, malice, rage, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge, in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. <clears throat> now, as Paul begins in this passage, he, he lays out a case for our sinful state, uh, for our human condition before Christ. And he doesn't say just set this aside. He says put this to death. What are we to put to death? Uh, the things of our earthly nature, um, sexual immorality, uh, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. Uh, these are not pretty sounding things, but they are the things that 
our natural person in its full on sinful state desires. Uh, these are the illicit things of life that we desire when uh, we don't um, uh, have a uh, an inclination toward the things of God. And so um, Paul is not saying, "Hey, just put these things in the closet. Just you know, put these things in a box and and uh, part ways with them." He is saying, "Put them to death. These things must be put to death." Um, And I think that's an important statement because they so define our lives before Christ. They so define what happens when evil is conducting our lives. They so define a life that's living in opposition to God, that's in rebellion to God, that is embracing uh, sin in an open and full-on way. And Paul is saying, we got to put these things to death. These desires are not congruent with the desires of a heart who has been um, changed by the presence of Christ. Uh, and, and he says, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. This sinful way, this sinful trajectory uh, will one day receive its judgment. Uh, Paul says, hey, you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But now you must rid yourself of all such things as these. And so he gives us another list. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. And so he's saying these things also are not congruent with a life that is uh, seeking to uh, live for Jesus. That's seeking to uh, grow in grace. These are not the things that uh, a person who's committed to Christ should be doing. Now, uh, anger is one thing. Uh, We can't always avoid getting angry, but we can um, carefully choose what we do in our anger if we submit ourselves to the Lord. Rage is anger off the charts. Rage is anger that has gone uh, off the charts. Uh, Malice is um, just hatred toward others. Slander is saying untrue, uh, blatantly untrue things about others. Filthy language is talk that's not becoming of those who proclaim Christ. Um, And he says, stop lying to each other. You've taken off your old self with its practices. Uh, This is who you were, not who you are. And you've put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. We are in a renewal process. If we proclaim Christ, if we um, invite his spirit to live in our hearts when, uh, when we receive him as Lord and Savior, if we are receptive to the spirit uh, residing within our hearts, then we're being renewed in the knowledge and the image of our creator. Uh, God created us in his image originally, the Imago Dei. Uh, sin mars the image of God within us. And grace begins to put it back together uh, in beautiful and new ways, in deeper and more profound ways than ever before. And so we're being renewed in the knowledge of our Creator. Now, if we are not spending time in our Creator's presence, if we are not spending time pursuing our Creator, if we are not intent on knowing Him in a deeper and more powerful way, then that aspect of our walk with Jesus, that aspect of our renewal can be held up uh, by our lack of desire to pursue it. Um, It is not something that God just does. He does it in cooperation with us. He does it in concert with us as we conform our will to his will, as we seek him 
we are being renewed in knowledge in the image of our creator. And Paul says here in this place, here in this place of grace, there is no Gentile or Jew. There's no distinction between ethnicities. There's no circumcised or uncircumcised. There's no distinction between religious practices that put you in better graces with God. There's no barbarian or Scythian, a slave or free, um, but Christ is all and is in all. Um, the ground at the cross is level. <laughs> I've heard that said many times. The ground at the foot of the cross is level. and We all come needy. Um, we all come recognizing our sin. We all come recognizing our need for forgiveness and grace. And so the ground at the foot of the cross really and truly is level. Um, All of the distinctions that we make in this life, all of the labels that we apply to each other, all of the things that we do to set each other apart and, and to distance ourselves from each other, all of those things are obliterated at the cross. And what we have at the cross is Christ, and he is our all. He is, he becomes our everything, our true treasure. We treasure him above all else. And he is in all those who proclaim him as Lord and Savior. The Spirit promises uh, that the, uh, the presence of God uh, is alive in us when we proclaim Christ. The Spirit is in us, and uh, we become uh, uh, one in Christ. And so that's a beautiful image that Paul paints for us this morning. And there's some great distinctions here that we ought to pay attention to. And if our lives are... Uh, evidencing the things of the sinful nature, the things of our old self, then we ought to pay attention to that. And we ought to take Paul's words very seriously. We ought to be actively putting those things to death each day as we surrender to the Lord. And we ought to be ridding out those things that are no longer reflect who we are as a person who proclaims Christ, who has the Spirit of God alive within. So thanks for uh, coming by today to spend a little time uh, studying the Word together. And I pray that you're encouraged by what you're reading and, and what you're hearing Um, and that you are committed to seeking God and to growing in uh, his renewing presence so that more and more you begin to look and act like his son. And that's my prayer for my own life as well. God bless. Have a great Wednesday, and we'll catch back up tomorrow.